good time of day everyone and welcome back to WKNC's Brain Trust. My name is Lucas Marsh and I'll be your host for episode 5 of my show. I'm super excited to be jumping into this episode. This episode I have two amazing guests, but before I introduce them, I'd like to introduce myself. Again, my name is Lucas Marsh. I'm from Long Island, New York, and I'm a proud member of the freshman class of 2026 here at NC State. I'm glad to have you guys here, and I'm happy to be getting started with this episode. Now, to get started, we're going to have our very first guest introduce himself. Hello, everybody. My name is Jacob Hambright. I'm a psychology major here at NC State. I'm a junior. Got about... Three more semesters left here. Um, you know, going through early college and coming here, and whatnot. So um, I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you, thank you for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to having a good conversation. So, thank you for being here, Jacob. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about today's topic, which we will reveal in a few moments after we introduce. Oh, introduce no. What's this? We've got our very first repeat guest ever on the show. Benjamin Guadarrama, you may know him from episode three, Across the Aisle. Go ahead and check that out. But Ben, for those who don't remember you from episode three or may not know you yet, introduce yourself. Uh, hello, everybody. My, my name is Benjamin. I'm currently a sophomore, finance student, PCOM. Uh, not much about me. I'm just glad to be back. And I'm honored to be here again, be your first repeat guest. I appreciate it, Ben. I'm glad to have you back here, and I'm glad to hear what you have to say about today's topic, which will be masculinity in our society. Uh, so, Jacob, as a psychology major, I'm going to address the first question over to you. And the first question is, what would you say it means to be masculine in today's society? Um, that's a good question, man. And um, my answer to that would be, um, to be masculine is, is what it means to complement what feminine, what traits that feminine traits are, are unable to, unable to achieve. So basically what I'm saying is it, being masculine is what complements the feminine, such as being a leader, being strong, right? Not to say that females can't do these things too. But if we're talking about, you know, society, the way it's oriented in structure and things like this, it's good for men to be strong. It's good for men to be leaders. Men are lower in conscientiousness, lower in agreeableness. Women are higher in agreeableness. They're a lot more emotional than men, right? And that's not a bad thing. Those two things can complement each other very well. So what it, what it means to be masculine is, is, is being complementary to the feminine, pretty much. That's a very interesting perspective. I've never heard it, you know, placed like that. Hmm. Uh, and Ben... I would like to pose the same question to you. Uh, what do you believe it means to be masculine in today's society? I believe Jacob covered it be pretty well. It's to be complementary to our other half. Um, the ancient Greeks said that humanity started as a whole, w one body with two heads, but the, their ancient gods cut them in half as punishment. Whether you believe that or not today, that's a whole different story, but I think it points to the real nature of it that we're meant to be a team, we're meant to complement each other. And that is how society, family, everything moves forward. When we work together, complement each other's strengths and weaknesses, and act forward as one and as a team. 
thank you guys for responding. Uh, what means to be masculine is just, it means to be, you know, strong in your own mind, in your own heart, in your ambitions, in your intentions, and in your opinions, and just be, be yourself, be strong in your character, be strong in your mind, like I said. Yeah, well, well, it, it's being, it's being the person that people can cry on at the funeral. Right, right. That's really what the, it means, right? Being the shoulder. Yeah, Shoulder absolutely. to cry on. That's an excellent example. Uh, so we're going to roll right into what sorts of things can be considered masculine. Jacob, I know you brought up mm. a few examples, um, but I'd like to elaborate on that and talk about that a little bit more. So what sorts of things are considered masculine and why? Uh, so what behaviors would be considered masculine and why? And Jacob, if you wouldn't mind. One really important one, and I like to emphasize this a lot as being a leader and being a mentor, especially to young children, right? Because a lot of young kids are looking up, right? When you're growing up, you're looking up, you're looking up to your parents and stuff like that. So, I mean, we can talk about being a father too, but I mean, I'll mention that later. But being somebody that people can look up to and want to aspire to be, right? Um, it is very important for men to focus on leadership skills. Um, you know, this is not to say that women can't be leaders or this or that, right? But if you look statistically and if you look how men are built, if their psychological structure, how they are more inclined to be leaders and be in positions of leadership, that's a really important thing. It's really important for that to be instilled. And um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I would say another, um, another big aspect of being masculine would to be a protector of those who are weaker because you do have a biological advantage, generally speaking, men do, and being a protector and understanding how to protect people and understanding how to have control, that's really important too, so. And um, I noticed you said, obviously you're gonna mention family, uh, familial things later. Uh, I think if you wouldn't mind, now would be an excellent time to bring that up. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Uh, my third point with that would be that I believe that every man is called to to fatherhood, to be a father and to father children and, you know, be successful in that. So uh and Ben, obviously if you have anything else to say, I would I'm sure everybody would love to hear that. So Ben, same question is posed to you. Uh what behaviors do you think are considered masculine and why? I think one of the first and foremost, I guess you can call it a pillar of manliness or manhood, would be that as the role of protector. British anthropologist uh, Julian Pitt Rivers, he said that quintence of manliness is fearlessness and the readiness to defend one's own and one's family. Another amazing book I read back, uh, that's actually a month ago now, it mentioned that across 300 cultures and tribal cultures, to be precise, that were studied, man and female all served the different roles, but the only common role amongst all cultures worldwide was that men acted as protectors and war fighters. They were, re they were ready to defend them, their family against anything that went bump in the night, any wild beast. They were ready to lay down their own lives to defend their loved ones. And I believe that's just, that's just something that's beautiful and we don't see a lot of today. So you bring up the example of 300 tribes in their natural state. Just on on like you mean by natural? Do you mean like like untouched by modern society? Is that what you mean? 
I wouldn't say untouched. I'd say that they still live in their little tribe. They still live in tribal communities, and they still hold the same traditions as they did in the past. I'd, for example, I'd say the Aboriginal people of Australia, I'd still to consider they're still considered to be in their primal state, but they are obviously not uncontacted as some Amazonian tribes. Right. So that would obviously be tradition, more traditional values, um, still in their natural state. How do you think their like traditional views, their traditional values on, you know, gender roles on masculinity, how that would apply to today's society? Let's say, like, just let's talk about in in the United States. Do you think that it's those same values still would apply today? Any values in specific, or the values as protector? Uh, just the values as the protector. Is the just the the point that you brought up? Using the uh, the tribes as the uh, as an example, the point that you brought up there, I believe the values protector should always be held in regard with masculinity, no matter the culture. Whether it's a father at home with his family and he hears a sound downstairs, maybe a door forced open, I believe it's the father who should be the first one to check on it. If there's a man just walking by and there's a car accident, somebody needs help out of a vehicle, they shouldn't just stand idly by and wait for somebody else. We don't need a bystander culture today. We need people who are ready to. Put stuff, put their own stuff down, set outside, set aside their own personal scares, and be willing to help other people with whatever it is, whether it's life or death, whether it's just somebody as simple as, "Hey, this person needs a, a car tire changed," or if it's something as extreme as, "Hey, these people just wrecked and he's trapped in a vehicle. Let's get him out." Um. So Ben, what's really interesting about that, what you just said, is. When you're talking about man being a protector and stuff like that, right? What you need to pay attention to is that in order to be a protector, you need to be strong and you need to be competent, right? And this is, you said in regards to the modern, you know, United States, how can this apply? I think that there is a culture in the United States that cultivates um, being passive and being weak. That kind of, they, they get empathy and weakness mixed up, right? You do need to be empathetic as a man, right? But the thing is, is that you need to be dangerous, but you need to ha know how to have control over it. So, uh, Jacob, I, I believe when you say weak, I believe you also mean to have not only the physical, but also the mental strength to do what is necessary, correct? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that you guys bring up the uh, uh, the mental capacity of you know, masculinity, mental passivity, masculine, because uh, it's it's very very important to talk about men's mental health in today's society. Uh, so, because of its importance, I would like to transition to talking more about that, uh, because masculinity in today's society, obviously, it's not only just about physical traits of masculinity; it's about psychological traits of being masculine, about being a man. Um, so, I'd like to talk more about just men's mental health. Uh, so Jacob, what would you say the like the state of men's mental health is in today's society? What do you think the, the, the condition of men's mental health is today? Um, not good. It's very poor. Extremely poor right now. For starters, right now we live in, in a modern age that decides to set up society as this sort of patriarchal structure where if negative things occur, it's because of you. You're a man. It's your fault. 
you're part of the patriarchy, right? And when you take young men, and I don't have a problem. I'm, I'm. It's very easy for me to dis dismiss those things when I hear them come my way. I'm like, okay, you know. Um, to think that societies are predicated to benefit men, it's like, ninety nine percent of bricklayers are men, ninety eight percent of coal miners are men. Men commit suicide at a at a higher rate than women. More men are depressed than women, right? It's like, man, if if we're building societies to to benefit men, we're doing a bad job at it. We're doing a really bad job at it. And when you take young men and you tell them that they are this, let's say you have this male privilege idea that's going around right now. Um, when you when you put that in the minds of young men, that really, it's not good. Because there's actually men out there that are trying to improve society. Like I said, I, I exhibit these, these good traits of masculinity, trying to be leaders, right? Trying to be competent. Let's say even trying to raise a family if that's what you choose to do. Okay? And when you have society perpetual and establishments too, beating you down and saying, like, man, you're part of something that is keeping me down and oppressing me. Like, that doesn't sit well in the mind of a young man, you know? Now, would you agree or disagree that obviously there, like you said, there are men who are trying to be, they're trying to be the best them. They're trying to be the best that they can be. Yeah. They're trying to be leaders. They're trying to contribute to society positively. Now, do you think that the just because of the condition of mental health in men of today's society, it's, it's, it's poor. Mm -hmm. It's not very good. We can see the statistics. We can see the numbers. Yeah. We know that it's not good. Do you think that there are men who would use their masculinity in a negative way, use their masculinity in a, just, you know, in a bad way to oppress others? Absolutely. 100%. And we can talk about that, too. There are so many, and this is also a problem. As we're talking about the good traits of masculinity and stuff like that, they're not being hammered in enough. We are getting abusive, lazy, and sad, and lonely men is what our society is producing right now. And there are men who do abuse it, of course. I mean, you look at the divorce rate right now, and you look at the rate of, of you know, d domestic violence cases and stuff like that. You know, it's crazy. And it's because men are not being taught these good values. And another issue that would be less fathers in the home. This is, this is a whole big tapestry. We have the divorce rate. We don't have fathers in the home. And now we're getting, you know, we're getting men with, walking around with, you know, slushies for brains. And they're not figuring out how to orient themselves. They have no aim, no idea what the hell they're going to be doing, you know. Um, so absolutely. And I think it's the people that abuse that too that are one of the biggest problems with why, why, why our masculine structure in our society is failing. Because men don't understand. Remember, I, I, I spoke um, earlier about having control over that power, right, or that strength. So, yes, 100% to your question, absolutely. Uh, just to piggyback off Jacob said, uh, he said it beautifully, could have said it better myself. It's not the fact that we have too much masculinity currently in the United States. It's the lack of masculinity. These Boys are being raised in fatherless homes. Right now, according to the United States Census Bureau, 18.4 million children, that's one in four, live in a home without a biological step or adopted father at home. Mm. These are children who are not being taught those traits to be competent, to be leaders, to be protectors. They're being raised by media, by horrible social media influencers, which is 
this is what being masculine is. Being masculine is being A, B, and C. It's being lustful. It's oppressing mm. other people. It's kicking others when they're down. Mm. You gotta be an alpha male to succeed. No. If you look at even if you look at wolf packs, wolf wolf packs are deeply family oriented. They will sacrifice their own good for the good of the pack. They're deeply altruistic. But we don't have people saying that today in media. We have people saying, go out there and lust after everything you see. Go out there and disregard family. Worry only about yourself. If you see somebody else failing, don't extend a hand. Kick them down to make sure you succeed. That's not what being masculine is. It's not too much masculinity that's ruining this country. It's a lack of masculinity. Right, definitely. We need more people who are willing to extend that helping hand, as you said. We need more people who are willing to put their own success, perhaps you know, just their own day, in the way to help others, to be able to you know extend that helping hand, to be able to be there for people. You know, as you were saying earlier, be that shoulder to cry on. Just be there for people. But that w- I would like to bring it back to the point that. Although it is very important for men to be there for other people, and it is a very positive sort of masculine trait when men are supportive of other people, supportive of other men, supportive of women, supportive of people, and just supportive in general. Um, It is very important for them to be like that, but it is also important for them to be there for themselves. Hmm. It's important for men to be there for themselves if they are not taking care of themselves mentally and physically they cannot help others which in turn fails as a society and that is not what we want uh so so jacob as our resident psych psychology major um i'd love to hear what you think about why society nowadays seems to be producing, you know, lazy, arrogant, overly aggressive, kind of oppressive men. Why do you think that is? Yeah, um, one thing I would really like to emphasize is I would say the arrogant part, definitely. There are a lot of men walking around thinking they're the stuff. You kind of have like this binary right now. You have really lazy men who are never... Let's say they didn't have a father in the home or their father didn't care, right? Or their father was too gracious, okay? It was, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't buy you a $50,000 truck because you keep wrecking it and doing stupid things. Maybe I should say no and stop rewarding maybe, your bad Maybe not. No, yeah, definitely yeah, not yeah. that. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that just doesn't happen anymore. And so you get these, these, uh, you get these lazy type kids. They're not taught how to work, so they come out and they're – you know, they hate the world because they can't make money and they're wondering why they can't make money. So everything's just like, it sucks, man. And so then they get they get arrogant, right? And then you come into this, there's like this, I mean, what the world is really good at doing is finding people that are down, right? And reaching out and grabbing them and going, this is what I want you to think. Okay, the secular version of masculinity that we are being taught right now, because like I said earlier, the world is saying, you know, men are the worst, kill all men, bad, bad, this and that, whatever, okay? You have these you have these radical feminist movements. You have these radical movements from the left. I'd even say from the right, too, on the political spectrum. They're teaching the wrong version of masculinity. 
I'm not even here to make the case and say it. Well, it's found somewhere in the middle. No, like this is a this is a family thing, right? This is a I have a father that's teaching me this, or I have a role model, a leader, another man who understands what it is. Okay, that's not what's happening. Like I said, the world is getting a hold of these people, right? And it's saying this is what it means to be masculine. And Ben brought it up earlier. He was saying stuff about like, well, to be masculine is to well, I've slept with this many women or I have this much money or I bought this or that. And then, like you said, kicking people while they're down because look at me, I'm the top dog. It's like, no, man, you know, because I even emphasized heavily the family structure. That family structure does not work unless there is love. And you can ask me what I mean by love, and I'll give you an answer, and that's sacrifice. Unless somebody is willing to say, I'm going to use what I have, and I spoke about this earlier too, I'm going to take my advantage, my strength that I've been given, biological or psychological advantage. I wouldn't even say advantage. I'd say complementary trait to the female, right? I'm going to take that. I'm going to work on it. and I'm going to get it under control. And then I'm going to use what I've gotten under control and then sacrifice that for my wife and for my kids or whoever that might be, right? So that's really important is to really tune out what the world is saying a man is. Uh, so, Jacob, I'm uh, glad you talked about that. Thank you for responding so well. Uh, I just thought of something very interesting. I saw, there was an episode of a show that I saw a while ago. I forget what the name of the show was called, but I know that the episode of the show was called Gender Wars. Very obviously, it was had men, a group of men and a group of women doing different competitions to see, you know, like, oh, who who's better, men or women? Haha, ha, let's watch this cool episode of this show and, um, obviously the show ended in a tie because the show ended in a tie <laughs> right. for like literally just how the thing yeah. ended up. It ended up in a tie. Um, but something, an interesting thing that I saw was it had a game that they played where the game was a prompt would show up and it's a prompt of like a book or a movie or, um, like a genre or something like that. And like some sort of like pop culture reference to something. And the game was who could guess, like one person knew the prompt, the other person had to guess the prompt. And the game was who could guess more prompts. And it was interesting because uh, men, the the man group, the group group of men (laughs) ended up guessing more prompts correctly because they used less detail to explain what they were talking about. Like if I said to you, Red balloon, clown, sewer. What would that make you yeah, think Yeah, so I'd say it. It, right. right? I said three words to describe it. It was their first prompt. I think the, the group of women described it in like a few sentences. And wow. the group of men described their prompts in like a few words. And the science behind that was men use, I think at a time men use like half their brain for like the the part of your brain that recalls details mm. is oh yeah basically it's at like <laughs> yeah. half strength that doesn't mean you recall less details it just or no it, do, it doesn't mean you know less things about something mm-hmm. it's just you don't need to know as many things about something like I'll, all i need to know to identify it as it is floating red balloon clown sewer like sure. that that's it i could probably even guess it in two words if well two so words did like did the women did the women guess it after those three prompts too 
after the throw. No, so how it worked was the they just had another another man or another man. I see. Okay, okay. I explaining never it to them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, cool. Okay. But the men got the prompts out quicker because they just use less detail to explain it. So, obviously, we can tell men are wired differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that sounds interesting. If you go back to like our early days, uh, when men would go out in like hunting groups or war groups, with with those few details, that saves precious time in which a uh, predator could jump out or an enemy could attack them. So maybe I could go back to our early days as early man. Maybe that's actually not a bad point. Yeah, yeah. I definitely could look be at something. the primitive, primitive, uh, primitive origins of that, right? Um, I actually did want to jump in and say something on this too. It's really interesting because um, when we talk how society is structured and stuff like that too, we have you know we obviously have young boys, young girls. They're in school together, and women do a lot better in school than men do, right? And women will they'll take a lot of jobs like that where you have your degree and stuff like this, and you go throughout it. And a lot of men are working like the blue collar field, right? All these really small, you know, like mowing whatever you're doing these really simple it's just interesting because you talked about that simple mindset it's just a very simple like concrete way of thought right so that's cool yeah so my next question i wanted to bring up is what do you guys think the term so sorry preemptive question um do you guys have you heard of the term uh boys will be boys yes yes no okay so what would you say that means? Boys will be boys. Because I've heard it used to explain or kind of justify very bad yeah. behavior from men, which is completely unacceptable. I agree. Uh, I just wanted to know what you guys think boys will be boys kind of represents. What it, what does it mean? Or at least what should it mean? Okay. Um, yeah, that's been used in a bad way. I, you know... Um, I think instead of saying boys will be boys, right, you can say that it's kind of a, it's like a dismissal almost, you know, it's like, well, he did this or he did that. Ah, it's just going to be guys. And especially around like, let's say, I don't know how to word this exactly, within our, our society is really hypersexualized a lot with a lot of things. And we think that it's acceptable for boys to do certain things, whether they're, you know, hanging out some places, having some behaviors that are. They're not exactly, you know, let's say moral or correct. And we got ah, boys will be boys, right? Um, there's no like rearing. There's no teaching. That's 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 a dismissal, and that's not okay. I think what it should be is that boys will be what they have been raised to be. That's exactly what it is, right? So again, like I said, it's all about going back to that, to being raised to be what it means to be masculine, not by what the world says, but by you know a competent masculine figure in your life. So. Yep. Going back to what Jacob said, yes, boys will be boys have been used too long as a di as a dismissal for uh, inappropriate actions. Uh, if we say something like boys will be boys, the first thing that comes to my mind is just stupid, harmless fun that boys will naturally be inclined to do. I think it was a scene, there's like a little video a while back when viral for a bit, just some guys at the beach just digging a hole. Oh my and God. Digging holes at beaches. I'm so, so glad you brought that up. Yeah, that that is the say. perfect, perfect example in my mind. That is the perfect example of boys will be boys. That's the, the lightheartedness of the whole whole topic of yeah. you know masculinity in our society. It's not 
the 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 bully on the beach kicking down all the sandcastles because he doesn't like sandcastles. Yeah, sand that's castles. not boys will be boys. Dance no. boys will be boys, man. Boys will be boys is big rock off a bridge. You gotta make a hole. God, big right to the water. A uh, nice big oh my splash. Gosh. Right, like boys will be boys. Just the the silly fun of. Yes. Digging a big hole at the beach. Like one time I was actually, I was digging a hole at the beach, digging a hole at the beach. And <laughs> some other guys on the beach who had shovels and didn't know what to do. So they were going to dig a hole, but they saw that I was digging a hole. And I had been digging the hole for a few hours. So they actually ended up coming over and helping me dig the hole. And then after I had left, they basically just, some more guys came over and started digging a hole. They, basically, they really just came together. So I, I'm glad you guys agree that the simple acts just keep us happy. Well, um, if you don't mind me too, um, talking about that community you just said where you're kind of you're doing something and then other people see that you're doing that thing and they come do it with you and it's like, well, now you're my friend, okay? Why? You know, well, we shared interests with something, okay? And maybe they came over and they poked fun at you a little bit and maybe they started seeing, you know, how far can I go with him? Is he does he check out? Can I hang out with this guy, right? And this brings back a really important point I wanted to make of. We are talking about lazy men or whatever. We need to get men in the workforce. Particularly, I think it is very good. This is from my personal opinion. I think it's very good for men to work a blue-collar job or a job where they are with older men um, that maybe poke a little bit of fun at them. I'm not saying, you know, this, this uh, it's like, well, it's good to, you know, bully someone until they cry because, you know, um, that's going to do something. It's like, no, but you need to be picked on. You know why? Because it socializes you properly. These are two big things right here. It's like it's really strange, but these are two big things. You wrestle with your dad when you're young, and you need to be picked on on the job site. When you wrestle with your father, you understand how to play fight. And when you know how to play fight, you know what hurts people and what doesn't hurt people. And you can go about society, and you can teeter that line, and now you're a likable person, right? Same thing whenever you go on the job site. They can sit there. They can poke fun at you. They can go, how much of a load can he carry before we break his back, but let's keep him right on the edge so that he's looking up to us, right? They're going to make fun of you, you know. I, I worked with a guy one time, and um, all the all the coworkers, they come in, they'd give you some silly name, you know, names I'm not going to say on this. It was a diverse group of men. I mean, they're from all walks of life and stuff like this, right? And so you'd come on as a younger kid, and I was 15 years old at the time when I came. My dad would drop me off um, to go work in, like, junk removals, lawn care, stuff like that. And uh, they'd pick on me, and I could, like, go with it. And then about two years later, we had another kid come in who was about a, about a year younger than me, and they did the same thing. They picked on him, stuff like this, but he wasn't liking it. Like, he didn't take it. He went over there thinking he was like, well, I d- deserve respect and stuff like that. And that's not what happened. No, you're the new guy. And I, Yeah, and, and, I, and I find out about him, like, you know, like, later now, I'm 19 years old, and he's just he's not doing too well, you know. And, and it's really interesting to see that he was just unable to – play along with that or play along with that uh that social game you know because you don't learn how to play in society so wrestle with your dad because you know what hurts and you know what doesn't and work with other men who make fun of you because you know how to teeter the societal line so so those are some i thank you yeah that's a good no, example good examples. <laughs> yeah, um, no, sorry that was a bit long but those i, re- I totally i really love those examples said. uh as the fire department i joined at 16 Exactly, just that. I got a very beautiful nicknames I won't repeat on on air, <laughs> but I love those guys to death. I, I respect the world out of them. Mm-hmm. I still look up to them, and some of them are just a couple years my senior, but I learned so much from them, not only how to be a good firefighter, but also how to be a good man, how to be a good person. If at any time I needed some 
help for any issue, I could always count on them. Right now, you've got you got two good two great examples. Obviously, you know I have I have a dad. Mm-hmm. You know we would play fight a lot. I'd play fight with my older brother too. Yeah, man. Um, I've been in. I I mean I work a, a cashier job at a grocery store, so there isn't really like a place for them to kind of old the older guys to kind of pick on me because I, I wasn't like stocking the back shelves. I was I was just up at the register, yeah. wow. scanning people's groceries and making fun of the weird customers kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but would you say there's other ways for, cause obviously, obviously those aren't the only two ways for oh, yeah. men to learn how to, to really understand their strength. Cause like I would, I would fight with my brother all the time because mm-hmm. obviously we are brothers. We are competing in the same space for the, you know, attention of our parents and that kind of thing. And, oh, he took something of mine and, oh, he's better than me at this so i'm gonna make fun of him for it that kind of thing you know just brotherly love sure you know it's brotherly love it's not exactly for the purpose i'm not now now of course we're 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 best friends we're we're doing a lot so much so much better but there are people who still kind of think that way towards other men towards their brothers towards people um which is obviously not good. You mean like lots of conflict still, even yeah. as they've gotten older, right? Right, right. They don't, they don't grow to respect one another. Yeah. They don't. They still pick petty fights over. Oh, they took this. They took that. Again, that can always go down to how they were raised, uh, what their familial situation was like. Did they have a father? Did not have a father? Did they have? Did they have a mother? Did they not have a mother? Like, mm-hmm. what? How did they grow up? That that sort of environment. Um, uh, so, what do you think can be done to kind of improve the behavior of some of the some of the men out there that think they can just be the world is the world is theirs. They can do whatever they want. That kind of bad behavior, that that laziness, they're like ah, I don't I don't care. I'm I can do whatever I want. I can do this. I can do that because I'm I'm me. I can do that. That kind of behavior. What do you think can be done to improve that behavior? And what do you think can be done? to improve the way society sees men's mental health for those men who are trying to be better. You know what I mean? Like those men who are trying to be leaders, who are trying to be there for themselves, who are trying to be there for others. What do you think can be done to kind of improve the way society looks upon men's mental health to help those men help themselves so that they can help others? Okay, so kind so kind of like um, what I'm, what I'm getting from your question here is so talking about one aspect of it where you have this culture that encourages men to have these ignorant or cocky, lazy attitudes about things. And then we have the other aspect that's putting them down. So we're having like a stimulant and depressant here. One that's just taking all the worst qualities that a man can possibly, you know, uh, generate given his given his um given his psychological and biological makeup, and then you also have this other outcome where, you know, the world is pulling these men down, right? So what you can do about the ignorant men is you can tell them to start loving people more. You can tell them to stop thinking about themselves as much. And what you can start doing is you can start looking at individuals and going, every single thing that's going on in my head and happening up here is exactly what's going on in their head. You can teach them real empathy, not weakness, but empathy and self-control. I said earlier, it is good to be dangerous, but you need control over it. 
And the second thing, for the men that are feeling lonely right now and depressed and hopeless, because it's really easy to do that right now, because we are living in a world, for these men, they are living in an echo chamber that is constantly telling them that they are a big part of the human condition. You're a big part of why we're suffering, just because you're a guy. You came out of the womb a man. You're a big problem. Like I said before, you don't tell people that and expect them to be going about life okay. <laughs> They're not going to, especially if they listen to that, right? Because men listen to things, and they want to take advice from people, and they want to think that people in authority are, know what the hell they're saying, right? Don't structure society that way. Don't put people down whenever they're feeling like, whenever they're already grown up as a young man, and then you decide to tell them that the world is a hellhole because of you. It's a, it's a bad, bad thing. Another thing, too, is to start emphasizing relationships within, you know, the male community. Start emphasizing relationships with friends, with your father, with your younger siblings. Find somebody and encourage them. Pick your head up, you know, lower yourself, raise somebody else up. That's one of the most fulfilling things you can do. And take each day by day, man. Find somebody to get close to that wants to listen to you. Because men do need to be listened to, right? You have this one aspect that's like, men can do, you know, all this, whatever. And then the other aspect that's like, well, you're not allowed to show emotion. You know, and the other aspect that's like, well, you're exactly like a woman when it comes to showing emotion. And that's equally as damaging, right? Because they need to find, I, I wouldn't even say find that balance, but they just need to be, find what they are as a man, what it means to be masculine. And another man directing another man on what it means to be masculine is not a vice versa when it comes to another female directing another female what it means to be feminine right we were talking earlier you know uh, with the mics off about men socializing men's social groups getting a good group right um so that's what can be done about it man new structure society in a way that lets men know that, that we care about them deeply that they have purpose a lot of it stop thinking like a nihilist and start knowing that you're put on the planet for a reason thank you very much jacob for sharing now ben the same question obviously will be posed to you what do you think can be done? What do you think can be done to improve the way society views men's mental health? And what do you think can be done to improve the bad behavior that some men exhibit in like day-to-day actions? What do you think can be done to really better better our our society? And when it comes to touching the first points, the how we can improve men's mental health, I believe first and foremost we have to get rid of this ridiculous notion that men aren't supposed to feel we're supposed to feel but we're supposed to have control over it that we dig ourselves into this hole that i feel therefore it is bad no if you feel something it's gonna affect you obviously but have your uh, like jacob said have your social circles have your little not tribes have your people that you familiarize yourself with if i have a problem i feel comfortable going over with jacob right now I'm in a fraternity. I can go talk to them if I have an issue. Uh, one of the strongest social ties I have at the moment is with the military. I have a friend. I haven't seen him in two years. But the other day, I, he's been having personal issues. That's a different story. I haven't seen him in two years. But he still feels comfortable enough of talking to them about me. We have to get rid of this ridiculous notion that men can't open up to other men. We have to realize the notion that, yes, we can o- open up to each other. But it doesn't mean we open up and wallow in our pain. We open up, help each other out, find a solution, and move forward together. 
that is something I believe we have to fix in society as a whole. You have, social, once again, going back to those social media influencers that you do A, B, or C, or you're not a real man. I believe they're, par they're partly guilty in pushing this notion that men aren't supposed to feel or open up. No. Even, in your, even if you're familiar or romantic relationships, you don't have successful relationships, communication. You unsuccessful social ties, communication. Anything you do as a human being is the result of successful, open, and honest communication. As for these men displaying masculine traits but in a negative manner, I believe that part of the way to fix it is twofold. One, we have to reach out to these men who are already out there in society. We have to stop ostracizing them. The more we ostracize them, the deeper we push them into their own echo chamber. And they're, and they're going to find their echo chamber. They will find like-minded individuals who have felt neglected, who have felt isolated, lonely. They will find those echo chambers on social media, on forum sites. And there's industries that profit off them. And they will be found by those industries. And those industries don't have their best, their best hopes and minds. Those industries want to keep them lonely so they can have a returning customer. We have to reach out to them. We have to reach out to them and bring them back into society. The second part of the issue is, I believe we've, we've touched in more, we've touched at this multiple times in the back, back and forth. We've mentioned the family, the father absence. I said it earlier, 18.4 million children are raised in a father absent home. That's 9.2 million boys are going to be raised without fathers. They're at, greater, they're at four times greater risk of property. They're more likely to have behavioral problems, more likely to go to prison, to commit crime, most likely to abuse and neglect, both doing it and receiving it. They're most, more likely to suffer obesity. They're more likely to drop out of school. We have to recognize this pattern. We have to recognize that we are important. We have to stop listening to those people who push this message that you are male. Therefore, the issues that are happening are bad, and they're your issues. You caused them. We have to be willing to move forward and realize this is what's happening. This is not who I want to be. This is who I want to be for my children. This is how I want to raise them with the correct male masculine values of protector, helping provide for the family, helping other people when they're down. Those are the values we need. Thank you, Ben. And that about wraps it up for episode four of WKNC's Brain Trust because we have the biggest of brains and we trust in them. Uh, so I'd like to thank you guys for being here. Uh, Jacob and Ben, you guys have been amazing. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you very much, man. This was, uh, I really enjoyed this. So thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to be here, man. Yeah. And uh, Ben. Two-time champ. Uh -oh. <laughs> Two-time <laughs> guest so far. Think I'll bring uh, Jacob back and make him compete. Yeah, well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, so Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Love but, it. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, and we want to say from all hearts here at WKNC's Brain Trust, want to say a quick thank you to JT Suttuk and Moving Boxes for providing us with amazing intro and outro music. If you want to check them out, they've done some great work for us here, obviously WKNC's Brain Trust and for WKNC. If you want to check them out on Instagram, you can check them out at, at Moving Boxes Band. That's all lowercase and one word, at Moving Boxes Band. 
Now, if you liked what you heard today and you would like to stay tuned with WKNC's Brain Trust because we do have the biggest brains and we trust in them, be sure to check us out at wknc.org forward slash podcasts. That's wknc.org forward slash podcasts with an S. WKNC's Brain Trust is also available anywhere you can find a podcast. Be sure to check out our previous episodes and stay tuned for future content. And with that, good day. day.